77 times. Peter asks Jesus for a clarification. How many times must I forgive my brother who sins against me? And in answering that question, when Jesus says 77 times, he did not mean literally counting 77 times and then stop forgiving. That number is meant to be infinite. Jesus calls us to forgive as he did, infinitely, selflessly, and lovingly. I'd like to invite you to do an exercise with me this morning. Um, if you would take your dominant hand, whichever one it is for you, right or left, and just hold it out in front of you for a moment. And I'd like you to imagine that we're going to place something in your hand here in just a moment, something that you want to hold on to. And to let go of this imaginary object means to let go of your control. And you want to be in control. So I'm going to invite you to place that precious object in your hand and just hold on for dear life. Clutch that precious object with as much force as you can muster. And I'm going to invite you just to keep holding on, if you would, until I finish this story, which will take about two minutes, all right? Well, a woman in advanced years was still living alone in her own home, and she was struggling to manage the care of herself and manage the house that she was living in. Well, some concerned neighbors uh, made a phone call to social services, and they came to her door to visit her. And they talked with her for a little bit, and they looked around the house, and they determined that she was really not able to care for herself. And so they told her that they would want her to come with them to have an evaluation. Well, she was not um, happy about that news, and she battled with everything in her frail body as they tried to put her arms into uh, the sleeves of the coat to get her ready to go. And eventually, they were able to load her into the vehicle, and they took her to a nearby hospital for evaluation. In her right hand, she clutched onto something with such determination that her hand actually turned a reddish-purple color. And upon arriving in the emergency room, the emergency staff noticed this, and they tried to open her hand, but she held on with such determination that they were unable to do so. Finally, there was a compassionate young man who had great physical strength, and he talked with her, and as he did, he was able to open her hand. And in her hand, she clutched a small coin that she had grabbed from the table on her way out the door, the last thing of her own she could hold on to as she faced an uncertain and frightening future. Well, you can relax your hand now. If you were really clutching on tight, you probably noticed that something happened. You may have felt numbness in your hand or even up your arm as you did this. Some of us may have felt pain as we did this, and some of us may have even experienced a loss of circulation of blood in that part of our body. Well, this is a good example of what happens in our physical body when we hold unforgiveness against someone else, when we hold anger or pain or hurt. When you and I hold unforgiveness, it's something like the woman in this story we just heard, holding on for dear life to a hurt caused by someone whom we, who we can't or won't forgive. And we hold so tightly to that memory. We hold it like a precious jewel sometimes. 
So what are you and I holding on to this morning? Well, maybe it was an unkind word that a friend or family member spoke in anger that made you feel hurt or embarrassed or ashamed. Maybe that's what you're holding this morning. Maybe it was the experience of feeling a sense of being unloved or discounted or forgotten at some point in your life. Maybe that's what you're holding this morning. Perhaps it was a deep and painful wound inflicted by someone who was supposed to love us but hurt us instead. Maybe that's what we're holding on to this morning. Or maybe it was a senseless act by a stranger, someone you didn't even know, that caused you great pain or great fear or great hurt in your life. Maybe that's what you're holding on to this morning. My brothers and sisters, unforgiveness is like the debt owed by the servant to the master in our gospel story today. The servant's debt was canceled by the master. It was wiped away. The master showed great mercy, but the servant then refused to show mercy to his fellow servant who, who owed him a much lesser amount. When we forgive, the person who hurt us, it's like canceling a debt. It's like wiping it off the slate, wiping the ledger clean. And in doing that, we free both ourselves and the person who hurt us. Forgiveness is a gift. And you and I are called to be merciful to those who hurt us, just as Christ readily forgives us when we do wrong. God's mercy is a gift freely given, we have only to approach the throne of mercy to have our sins wiped away, the ledger, the slate cleaned. God asks nothing more from us than to give others what he himself regularly gives us in our lives, the gift of forgiveness when we have committed an offense. When you and I refuse to forgive, it binds us to the person who wronged us, and it destroys our freedom. It is sort of like living in a prison that we create for ourselves. Now, Jesus constantly preached about forgiveness. He calls us to love our brothers and sisters as he loved us. It is an extraordinary work of grace in us that if you and I remain open to the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, God's grace can transform our hearts and expand them and open them to be able to love in the way that Jesus loves us. You know, there's a very important line in the Lord's Prayer that we pray at every Mass. Most of us pray every day as some part of our day. And that line that we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We ever stop to think about what we're saying there? To withhold forgiveness of another person is like praying only half of that prayer, of that line of the Our Father. Would you and I really say, forgive us our trespasses, but don't expect me to forgive those who trespass against me? That's just too hard, only praying half of that prayer. God asks us to forgive, 
but he doesn't ask us to forget. Sometimes we encounter very painful situations, and it would be unwise for us to be in a relationship with that person in the future. That may not be something that we can do, but we're still called to accept or extend that gift of forgiveness, that gift of mercy to the person who hurt us. Well, where do we get the strength to even begin to do this? We get the strength from the grace that we receive in the sacraments. There's a tremendous amount of grace that flows through the sacrament of reconciliation as we pour out our sins. God pours out his mercy upon us and also brings healing for the times we've hurt others. In the Eucharist, we receive Jesus' very body and blood, a tremendous source of grace for us to go forward and forgive others. Well, what do we do with this pain, this pain that we endure, this suffering that we endure when other people hurt us in our lives? Well, one thing that we can do for sure is to make a choice to accept suffering as part of the cross that we carry. You know, Jesus tells us time and again in the Gospels, if you want to be my follower, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. And suffering is one of those crosses that we carry. We can choose to accept it. A second and very important thing that we can do with the pain and hurt in our lives is to take it right to the cross. As Jesus hung on that cross preparing to die, he prayed that beautiful prayer to his father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus laid down his very life on that cross. This is the place where you and I can bring our hurt and our pain and our sadness and lay it right at the foot of the cross and receive the grace to forgive the person who hurt us and to be healed. And finally, once we have accepted the suffering in our life, this cross of suffering, once we've forgiven our brother or sister who has hurt us and laid down our suffering, we can be at peace. Jesus wants us to have that peace. And we can't have that peace when we're holding a hurt inside of us. I want to suggest that this week, you and I embark on a journey of opening up that ledger and examining it. To whom do you and I owe this gift of forgiveness? Who have we failed to forgive? And similarly, who have we hurt in our own lives? Have we owned up to the times when maybe we have caused hurt or suffering in another person? Have we apologized to them? and sought God's mercy in the sacrament of reconciliation? And finally, the hardest part, have we forgiven ourselves when we've done wrong? This is a good time for us to think about checking the ledger and clearing the books off, finding that peace. As we reflect upon the amazing and unmerited gift of God's infinite mercy, may each of us open our hearts just a little bit more and pray for the strength and the courage to forgive the people in our lives who have hurt us. And in doing that, you and I will know the peace that is beyond all human understanding, the true peace of freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>